I was watching a Colorado Rockies baseball game the other night when there was some confusion about whether an outfielder had caught a batted ball before it hit the ground. Amidst the uncertainty, the Rockies manager disagreed with the call and challenged the umpire's ruling the ball had been caught cleanly, and baseball's arbitration system went into action. When a team's manager challenges a call, that game's umpires will communicate with a replay command center at Major League Baseball's advanced media headquarters in New York City, where all games are being filmed from various camera angles. Notified of a challenge, it is there the action will be reviewed and a yay or nay of the umpire's decision will be made, communicated, and then enacted on the field. The game, influenced perhaps significantly by the result of the decision, then continues on. This got me thinking, how nice would it be to have a Karma Replay Command Center into which we could call when needed to replay an action or moment we had participated in? And at the ready, redo button for any occurrence that, upon reflection, we'd like to correct or fix the why or how we behaved with others. Nice to have? You bet. Needed? At times. Necessary? You decide. We all have them, those sneaky little or sometimes big reactive moments times we lose patience or grow frustrated at or with other people or situations, our mind narrowing as we become solely immersed in how it's all affecting me, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's a well-trod rut, and the footprints are all my own. My concerns are ultimately for no one else other than me, just me sometimes strikingly so, other times very subtly. Even those things I do for others aren't my own interests involved. What I'll get in return, how they'll thank me, what others will think of me, how good it will make me feel. Always the same, me the end game, me the most important, always about precious me. Such a tiringly familiar process. Boom, the event, from which arises a self-serving reaction. And then from my karma catalog emerges a klesha, an afflictive emotion, one of 84,000 mind-clouding mental states as described by Siddhartha the Buddha giving rise to an attitude from which a self-absorbed intention materializes, often evolving into something sharp, keenly barbed, perhaps a look, words said, or more of a physical action. Instantaneously, it's defilement done, and we go directly into the next ones. There's a passage from Sonam Gaeltsin Lakar I first read years ago. It has stayed with me. Quote, when the teachings click for you somewhere deep in your heart and mind, then you really have the view. Whatever difficulties you face, you will find you have some kind of serenity, 
stability and understanding and an internal mechanism. You could call it an inner transformer that works for you to protect you from falling prey to wrong views. In that view, you will have discovered a wisdom guide of your own, always on hand to advise you, support you, and remind you of the truth. Confusion will still arise, that's only normal, but now with a crucial difference. No longer will you focus on it in a blinded and obsessive way, but you will look on it with humor, perspective, and compassion." End quote. I believe the view or wisdom guide that's referred to clarifies with practice, manifesting ever closer to the moment of the activity, a kind of intuitive be-here-now awareness until it abides as a virtually instantaneous aspect of everything we do. This awareness is a progressive manifestation. Until it comes forth, we habitually get caught in confusion, abandoning mindfulness and acting in ways testifying to our reactive blindness of the view. But with ongoing practice, in time confusion clears, enabling mindful sensibilities to emanate and persist. With the clarity infused with an it's not only about me insight, we realize what has occurred and our part in it, often regretting both our intentions and the actions they brought about. Sometimes taking steps to correct or remedy the situation, but at first, oftentimes not. But this too gradually corrects itself as a confident sense of responsibility deepens. And so consider how convenient it would be to be able to replay an event with the hindsight of our Dharma perspectives, a do-over, correcting our participation and wholesomely re-engineering the karmic seed contents planted both in our minds and in the minds of others with whom we were involved. Just like for baseball umpires, an opportunity to correct mistaken actions often committed in haste due to unclear views, changing the course of all that follows. But while the crutches of karmic redos might be handy and nice to have, they would or should never suffice as an end game or goal. We are striving for the excellence that minimizes and destroys the causes of dukkha and as a Dharma practitioner, our work is not to keep correcting our mistakes, but to nurture and maintain crystal clarity of the view, evolving toward the day when our motivations and actions are instinctively just exactly right for all with no need to go back for any do-overs. In conclusion, let me repeat Sonam Gyaltsen Lakar's Wisdom Guide passage. I hope it resonates with you. Quote, when the teachings click for you somewhere deep in your heart and mind, then you really have the view. Whatever difficulties you face, you will find you have some kind of serenity, stability, and understanding, and an internal mechanism. You could call it 
an inner transformer that works for you to protect you from falling prey to wrong views. In that view, you will have discovered a wisdom guide of your own, always on hand to advise you, support you, and remind you of the truth. Confusion will still arise that's only normal, but now with a crucial difference. No longer will you focus on it in a blinded and obsessive way, but you will look on it with humor, perspective, and compassion. That's it. Thank you for listening. This recording was written and shared here by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is on the teaching faculty at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, and the founder of the Chenrezig Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with a national online presence. In addition to these Elegant Mind podcasts, we facilitate online Sangha gatherings and teachings, share writings via our weekly e-magazine, and host various events. You can learn more about the Chenrezig Project at our website, www.chenrezigproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. Our accompanying music was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay musician Bobby Vega, who was joined by the Turtle Island String Quartet. It appears on his 1997 album, Down the Road. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com, that's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com, or as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with our Dharma audience. Please feel free to share the link to this podcast with those you feel that might resonate. And as always, thank you for listening.